Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Time Is Now podcast. My name is Jody Albert Moss, and today my guest is Michael Philpott. I had the privilege of meeting Michael several years ago, and I really didn't know a lot about him. There's a lot more that he's going to share with myself and everyone else. So I'm going to turn it over to Michael right now. Michael? Hey, thanks, Jody. I really appreciate you having me on the show. Uh, yeah, so my name is Michael Philpott. I'm a uh, psychic medium. Um, I do all those lovely readings. I do those things called life readings. I'm also uh, a host of a podcast. I have my own podcast too, which Jody was on. We call that the Metaphysical Mentor Podcast, which is on all platforms. You can check that out if you're in your spare time. Um, I also teach too as well. I teach a program called Intuitive Energy uh, diagnosis or interpretation. I do that. I'm also uh, a Reiki master, a uh, former personal trainer, and I'm also a classically trained chef. And I've been giving readings for people around the world, uh, all over Canada, US, uh, Europe, and even in the Caribbean too, as well. So that's who I am. That's pretty exciting. I didn't know you were a classically trained chef. Yeah, it's uh, it's one of my several careers that I ventured into. Uh, while I was uh, looking at, um, while I was pursuing a career in television, I always wanted to have a backup plan. And it's interesting enough, I've used that culinary experience uh, throughout my television, um, my television work too, as well. So it came in really, really handy. And of course, it's it, you learn how to cook, right? So you can't go wrong with that. So yeah, I um, didn't spend a lot of time in the restaurant industry, it wasn't my cup of tea. But uh, I've certainly made full well use of that in and uh, within my television career too as well. So yeah, it's been uh, really great. Yeah, a lot of people don't know, but I used to uh, dabble in the old culinary world. So maybe a past, maybe a past life thing. Michael, can you tell us a little more about what a psychic medium is? Well, my definition of a psychic medium is basically two parts. Right. There's the psychic part, which basically, as, as most people understand, a psychic is somebody who tells what's happening around you and what's happening in your life. Mediumship is actually connecting with spirit on the other side. You're actually the middle person, as they say, the medium, as the medium for uh, access to spirit. So you're connecting with loved ones, mainly loved ones, people who have crossed over in your family, uh, friends, but also, too, is that there's an aspect of correcting uh, connecting to the higher realms too as well. And you can connect, some people connect with the divine, uh, ascended masters, angels, things like that too as well. So those are really kind of the, my understanding of what a psychic medium. Now all psychics are not mediums and all mediums are not psychic too as well. So, but it's a rare when you have a lot of people have both. So I'm going to go a little farther with that if I may. Sure. Uh, I receive information, you know, where I get my stuff from, from, I would say higher vibrational beings. Does yep. that fall into this kind of thing as well? It can. Um, that's, you know, it's another thing that most people uh, have the ability to do, like yourself, who can raise their vibration and connect on that. And that's basically what uh, a medium really does. In some ways, um, you're a medium for spirit, like you're connecting to spiritual beings in just a, in a higher frequency. So if you're connecting to um, to different entities and different multidimensional stuff, you still have to raise your vibration up in order to connect, right? And you basically are a medium in some ways. Traditionally, mediumship is looked at as, you know, just connecting with loved ones across over. And it was really the idea of 
of proof of uh, proof of uh, life after death, which was the main thing. But definitely, um, you can consider yourself a, a medium in that way because you're an intermediary between spirit, uh, multidimensional beings. Is that you just you're gathering the information? Some people may call it channeling too, as well. There's also that aspect too, as well. That uh, a lot of people are, are I've heard that taint, uh, that frame, I should say, and um, it really um, makes a big dig uh, a difference too, as well, um, on how you get the information. Um, it, it very varies. Uh, but mediumship and psychic uh, psychic mediumship is is basically for most people that's what they're most of most under, mostly understand, I should say. Can you uh, explain a bit about uh, Reiki? We know it, yeah. is, but there's probably a lot of people that don't know what it is, and I, also how it has maybe enhanced the other modalities that you work in, the other energies that you work in. Well, Reiki was my actual first experience. I always call Reiki my gateway drug. You know, when it comes to my spirituality, that was the first thing. And a lot of people who are delving into spirituality and healing and self-healing, um, Reiki is one of the first and probably easiest things that people can actually uh, work with. So Reiki is basically a Japanese um, word meaning universal life force. And it was developed by Dr. Um, Dr. Isui. Sorry, I was getting my doctors mixed up here. And the idea with the Reiki is a hands-on healing. And it was basically, he channeled the information through a various of symbols and techniques that he kind of basically, as you like to say, is a downloaded into, into a healing practice. Now, Reiki and the idea of hands-on healing is goes back ever since we were incarnated in this lifetime. So Reiki was a more of a modern approach and it was very much westernized so that most people don't think of it as too woo-woo. So even if you think Reiki maybe is like, ah, I don't know about that. There's a lot of science, a lot of research now done around Reiki. And it was basically a Japanese system that was developed. And it, it's it's a basically a, a process of learning on hands-on healing. And usually there's levels to it, level one, level two, three, and then teaching level, or they call master level. Um, and the idea is that you learn to different various techniques of, and you're allowing the uh, universal energy that surrounds us, that healing energy to flow through your body, into your hands and into the individual um, to help healing. Now, Reiki has its own intelligence. You don't really have to figure out where I need to put my hands. The Reiki goes where it needs to go. So whether, you know, it's in the heart or the stomach, you know, physically, mentally, emotionally, uh, Reiki is going to find its way uh, to to the uh, area that needs to be healed. But it's a very, very uh, great way of doing it. And basically, a teacher will initiate you, will basically open up your your uh, your chakra system or your energy systems to allow that energy to flow more directly through you. And through that process, that's usually when most people start developing or awakening their uh, intuitive abilities. And that's what really kind of happened for me. Now, I always was intuitive. Um, and I had, a, I was mainly an empath, but I didn't really understand what was happening with me. I just always thought I was crazy. But as I, you know, opened it up and started working with Reiki with uh, my clients, things started really opening up all these different things. I started noticing, I knew things that I shouldn't know of. And that really kind of opened me up to, it was like, okay, what is going on here? I need to get some more more training, more understanding of what it was, but it's a beautiful system. I always recommend, you know, Reiki may not be for everybody, but it, it just gives you a, a good baseline start 
to start on your own healing journey. It's that's what I always love about Reiki. Don't worry about healing other people. Focus on yourself. And that's, you know, most people really kind of like, oh, I'm going to start my own business and practice. But if you're not healing yourself first, you're not going to do your clients really much good. So I always err on the word of caution and allowing individuals to, again, my opinion only, you know, uh, I just been doing this for a long time. And I just feel that it's necessary to work on yourself and work with the Reiki itself in, in level one, level two, and then give it a couple of years and then pursue it into uh, your Reiki master or level three or whatever your system you're doing. There's a variety of different systems out there um, in Reiki. And um, the most common one is, is Isui, uh, which is, again, the Japanese system. But there's a variety of different ones out there. But, you know, I always say just... It's just a, a step forward. You don't always have to take Reiki, but it's always nice to have, right? So you can you can actually have that as a, as a backup uh, thing in your own uh, healing healing work. Totally agree. I've gone the Reiki path as well years ago, like thirty years ago, and I like what you said about do it for yourself first. That's been my motivating factor through all of this, and and you could almost say. Like yourself, I was in tuned at a very early age, but Reiki was my gateway into it because somebody mentioned it to me, me and my opinion right off was, yeah, right, I don't believe that. But that inner voice said go, and yet yeah, launched me into a whole new world. I think also the entombments change your frequency, right? Yeah, it really does. It really just accelerates anything that's happening within the body. So it's really that neat process of things elevating, frequency changing. It's it's basically working on so many different levels. And it's just like, you know, we're that proverbial onion, right? You know, there's always layers upon layers of layers of stuff that we have to work through. And it's not just the physical, but it's the physical and mental and spiritual layers that we uh that we have to work on too, right? So it, it, it works on different things. So you may have a physical problem first that needs to be corrected, maybe the emotional, or it could be the emotional stuff that you need to work on. Or it could be also too with Reiki, there's also the past and past life stuff too as well. So you can heal the past, the present and the future. And different ways, whatever needs to be worked on on your soul's path, you know, there's always that process of, of Reiki being part of that and helping you navigate and uh, through those challenging times. Again, <clears throat> very true. Uh, I'm a big supporter of body, mind, and spirit. You could be the most spiritual world person in the world, but if you don't tie all three together, it's not going to work. You got to balance, and you do have to do yourself work. And another thing I've noticed with working with energy, Reiki, a big part of it, it loosens up things that you don't expect are going to be released. Yeah, that's for sure. Like it's, um, I never, I always say, you know, Reiki and self-healing work and doing your inner work, um, it's going to be very challenging. There's going to pull, it's going to open the doors and, you know, pull back the curtains on a lot of stuff. So, and it's particularly if you had a lot of, you know, unhealthy childhood, a lot of drama, trauma, different things, whatever, whatever the situation is, um, all those years of, of suppressing it, um, it's going to come up and it's going to be recognized and it's, you know, it's, it's putting your face to in order to heal it. Uh, and Reiki is a very non-invasive way of gently helping with that. I mean, of course, with other modalities too, as well, depending on whatever situation you're dealing with, but Reiki, yeah, it's going to, it's going to, you know, show you the mirror and it's going to, it's going to basically say, okay, take a look at this stuff. This is what's coming up. How do I need to address that? What do I need to do? 
What are the steps I need to work on on that? And it just gives you a process. And if again, if you have a really good teacher, they will help you navigate that a lot too as well. And it'll just give you that sense of ease and things won't be as stressful during that time, but it's just a quintessential part of being human is to really understand ourselves, but also heal. And so that we can heal other uh, people too, as well. And generational stuff too. Michael, if people are listening and they're saying something speaks to me here, how do they get a hold of you? What's the process? What can they look forward to when they send you that email or contact you? Well, it all depends on what you're uh, looking for. As far as uh, the readings go, I do this thing called a life reading, and it's really based on a mentor of mine and somebody I gravitated towards, Edgar Casey, and his material. Uh, I've always been a big fan of that, and it's been a big influence of mine. So the life reading is basically, I look at all aspects of it. So I'll use both my psychic stuff and my mediumship to connect with spirit, loved ones, and spiritual guides. <clears throat> to give me the information that I need to help you on your particular journey at this stage of your life. Now, it's changed over the years, and um, it's it's really basically comes down to we look at the physical, we look at the mental, we look at the emotional, and we look at the spiritual, so all areas of it. So I'm not just looking at your physical body, which we do, but again, we're looking at the motion because everything impacts each other. You can't have one without the other. And a lot of times people will ignore the spiritual aspect of it. So you will look at why am I here? What is my life purpose? You know, you know, certain things like that, certain questions that spirit will guide me will give me the information which is necessary for you at this particular time. Now, now I don't do, I used to be more uh, mediumship focused. Um, I'm kind of shift away from that, but I do offer, um, Sometimes loved ones will be kind of like, oh my God, she's here. I There's like an open doorway. So they'll be like, they'll be, bang, you know, not literally banging on, but they were kind of in the background knocking on me going, oh my God, okay, my daughter's here. You know, she's having a reading. Can I speak to her or something? So I usually at the beginning of a reading, I will, if any spirit is there, they, they sometimes it just be a mention like, hey, my grandmother's here, your sister's here, somebody's here, just to kind of get, so it's not a full detail read, but it's just letting them know that spirit that, and not everyone will get that. Um, some will just say, um, like, for example, I had a reading the other day, and uh, uh, basically what, what came up was that you have two individuals that have crossed over. Um, they're, you know, uh, I got a father figure and uh, an uncle, both, you know, male dominated figures. They're just stopping by just to say hi, but they're really not focused on it. They're more happy that you're here and getting the information that you need. Because sometimes um, people, as much as they get the information, but it all depends on where they get the information was. So if you had a grandmother that you really respected and you trusted her judgment, stuff like that, it's easier for, for the person who's sitting to understand the information from Nona, you know, grandmother, versus your spirit guides because that's what i'm really downloading i'm really connecting i'm into i'm always basically in a trance mode where i'm into that state where i'm connecting to them and i'm allowing that information to go so they may not really get it but if you're if nona is saying hey, hey you need to go and do this then that's the way so whatever happens i'm kind of like a you know i'm just here for service this is what i do um and I allow spirit to really dictate what I get. So I just give what I get on, on that basis. 
So that's kind of, you know, what it really is. It's an, an in-depth approach too. And recently um, it's changed now. I've been doing a lot more past life stuff that's been really surfacing, which has been really interesting. I've always been interested in past life. Um, I always, I know it affects us and uh, we carry on a lot of stuff that, you know, we gather for whether it's hidden talents, uh, uh, idiosyncrasies, you know, I, uh, thoughts, belief systems, things like that we carry over and we have to work through that. So sometimes just knowing about certain things and certain influences in your life can help you change some of the things that are happening now. So that's been coming up a little bit more frequently. It doesn't happen all the time, but if it's necessary, um, it will be very detailed and very, uh, you know, um, oriented towards whatever you, you need to be doing. So just give me a second here. I just, I haven't talked this much in a while, so I got to okay. drink a lot more water. I got water as well. Yeah. So, um, so that's really kind of what the reading kind of consists of. So it's, it's deep work. It, I, I, that's one of the thing. I didn't want to be kind of one of those superficial things like, oh, you're going to meet this guy in six months and you know, you're going to have this. Cause a lot of people are looking for, I, really, I call it superficial stuff. Like, okay, how am I going to get this? How am I going to get that? You know, and spirit has a great way of like, you need to look at this before you can do this. And that's what I love about spirit. So we're, we're very, well, I'd say we, but spirit is very gentle that way, but it's very kind of firm handed in some ways too. So it's like, if you need to hear some tough love, they're going to give you tough love at the same time too. They're your biggest champions and they were going to motivate the shit out of you to get you where you need to be because there's so much love. Like it's, it's overwhelming sometimes because I have a hard time processing because there's just so much love on the other side. And I'm trying to gather my thoughts and not break down and cry in front of these people because there's so much love on the other side for these uh, people who uh, get these readings. And, and that's the thing that we're, they're truly trying to help people understand that, yeah, this is a, you know, this three-dimensional world is a shitstorm. It's tough. It's hard. Um, but there's so much love and there's so much support on their side cheering you on. And most people just don't recognize that, but as I go off on my tangent here, it's just, a, you know, you can basically go on to my Instagram page, uh, metaphysical guy. Most of it, I do my bookings through email. Um, it's just uh, Michael at michaelphilpot.com. Um, I have a lot of testimonials on my Instagram page and Facebook too. And you can find me on Facebook too, as well. And uh, yeah, just uh, send me an email. Um, I'll give you the details, uh, what it's all about right now, because uh, you know, of the pandemic, everything's online. So uh, everything through zoom and what I'll usually get first, because I'm not doing in person. So there's, there's not that dynamic of energy and feeling it. I will ask them to send me a full length picture of themselves so that I get it. What I do is a pre-read. So it gives me an, an idea to really connect with their energies and I could focus and see through my clairvoyancy I can see what's happening around them and through their physical, mental, emotional understanding what's happening. So it just gives me a, a detailed information. And then I write down a lot of the stuff that I'm, I'm getting prior to the read. So it's kind of like getting two reads at once. So I do my pre-read and then when spirit comes through and starts dictating, and then it just helps confirm what I already got. And then obviously the sitter will confirm too as well. So yeah, that's what I kind of do on the, the reading aspect. You're taking all my work away. You're kind of, something's happening here. You're answering my questions before I ask them. Is that some kind of connection? What's going on? Anyways, I was going to say, as the energies of the earth change and everybody's talking about ascending and frequencies picking up, are the 
clients, the people coming to see you, are their needs different? And you've kind of answered that because you said a lot more past life stuff's coming up. Could that be because the Earth's energy is changing, affecting the people, so that it's it's opening up more? Yeah, like you know, years, 40 years ago, everybody wanted to go and get messages from people who'd passed on, basically, right? It's changing. Yeah, I've, I really think the idea is it's accelerating the need for healing and to erase that. So in order to raise consciousness, you have to do your internal work and to remember who you are, to remember, to remember that you're a spiritual, be spiritual being having uh, a human experience. And we tend to forget that we tend to forget that we're we're finite and we're we're just in these uh, you know these carbon-based meat suits that we wear, right? There's so much more to it. But you know, a lot of us have these journeys, these healing journeys, that in order to raise consciousness up, if you look at the world in general of all the stuff that's happening, there's there's a need to push to start healing to bring awareness to what's going on. So we're not stuck in these lower dynamic frequencies of fear, hate that are, are so prevalent around the world. So you're more people are waking up to the idea that, okay, this life is not working for me. What do I need to do? So they're finally making that awareness like, okay, life is, you know, life is not how I want it to, to look like. And everything starts with the internal. As much as we'd like to change out external and say, hey, but it really starts with us, you know, and, you know, Gandhi coined that phrase, you know, the best is, you know, to in order to be the change, you have to be the change yourself or something like that. I'm paraphrasing It's probably not the correct one. But there was that great, you know, be the change that you want to see in the world. And that's one of the things you have to really look at. And that's a lot of people are just they're they're it's not really the curious ones. It's the ones who I, I, I people that are attracted to my work are the ones who, you know, really want to make change and they want to make changes on, on a, a larger level, not only for themselves, but for the people around them, because as you elevate and you grow and you, you, uh, your consciousness change and you heal, you're allowing your family, your friends, the permission to also do the same thing because they're going to see like, what are you doing? Like you literally start to glow, you start changing, dynamics start changing. Um, and people are really going to get curious to say like, what is, what is she doing now? Why she looks so much more happier. And it's an internal thing that nobody can take away. No external environment can take away because you always have that set point that you conditioned your body to be in that way. And it's such a beautiful, it's such a beautiful experience, but it's work. It's, there's no bullshit. There's no way around it. You got to go in and you got to do your work. It's just part of, you know, being human and people go, well, there's so much emphasis on our survival as far as, you know, I got to get a job. I got to pay my rent. We're all hundred percent. I mean, yeah, we got to get that stuff, but there's more to it than that. And there's more depth of happiness and joy that you can actually attain while still, you know, you know, taking care of your, your financial duties and other things that you have going on. But yeah, it's a, it's a beautiful process. And I really think that, you know, people are really starting to wake up to the idea of, of greater consciousness. And you just see it like everybody's kind of talking about awakening, things like that, all these different coin phrases, you know, uh, um, higher, higher frequencies and things like that. But yeah, it's, it's getting there. It's just only taken us 2000 years to kind of get there. But you know, hey, we're working on it. Yeah, and it's, I don't think it happens overnight. It took us a while to get in this situation. It's going to take effort to get out of it, but we need to show the effort. 
Yeah, hundred percent. What about teaching, Michael? Somebody wants to take a course. You do. Yeah, like yeah. So I basically teach this course, and basically, what it really boils down to, if I had to put it like you know, simplifying, it's I'm basically taking all the years of my twenty years of experience of working in, in uh, as a Reiki practitioner, but also have my clinical experience working with that, and also my intuitive abilities to basically teach people to do what I do. And so I really work with a lot of holistic practitioners. So people who are Reiki people or, you know, naturopathic doctors, acupuncturists, things like that. It's just another tool that they can add in a way to develop their own intuitive abilities to help their clients. So I call it interpretive, energy interpretive, uh, uh, either in diagnosis or, and and basically what it is, is that we're not, it's not a, a course in pathology. We're not diagnosing disease. But we are uh, we are looking at energy patterns throughout the body, and we through the course of developing your own psychic senses, that you can actually look at somebody's physical picture, and you can kind of go, okay, this is what's going on. And we use color, we use the energies, uh, um, energies or chakra systems or energy centers that we have. Uh, <clears throat> We look at uh, shapes, we look at uh, different things, and we help people, do, well, we look at uh, help people develop their own language because everybody's symbology, everybody's, uh, if I say the color blue, blue might be different from what you think of, maybe different from the other person, and shapes may different from person to person, right? So if I say, you know, what does the color red mean to you? Right. So it's like, well, red hmm, could be something that's burning, could be inflamed, could be this, could be that. But also, too, there's various levels of red, too, as well. Is it a dark red? Is it a you know, lighter red? Is it kind of more pinkish color? Right. And it really helps them develop an understanding of what's happening. And some of my students, like, honestly, they've got mad skills. Like, I was just sitting back on, you can realize how much of a freak you are, like, you know, in a good way. I always use that term. So if people are listening and going, what is he talking about being a freak? Freak is a good word. But they have such incredible skills. I had this one, uh, one lady. She's just, I was just laughing. Like, you realize how good you are. Like, she was picking up stuff. Like, once I just gave her the directions, like, she was just off. Like, like she knew what she, like, she just kind of knew already what was happening. And I said, so what does this mean to you? And I will, all I do is I just guide them. That's basically what I do as I guide them. And and other things that I've been doing lately is actually helping people develop their own intuitive abilities. So a lot of people are, are opening up or they don't know what's going on. So I just basically, through my coaching sessions, I just kind of guide them. This is what's kind of going on. And then I just help them find the right teacher, the right match for whatever's happening in that. But the course, yeah, it's been really good. It's been fun. Um, I do it in the evenings. Um, it's about two, two and a half hours, you know, depending on the conversation. But you basically have uh, energetic templates that we have. We have like a dynastic pro, uh, platform to help you realize that. But again, it's not really focusing on disease prevention and disease diagnosis. Uh, if you're not in your scope of practice, then we talk about. So if I have naturopathic doctors on there, or they have the ability to diagnose disease. So we can talk about disease pathology. But if I'm having somebody who's a Reiki practitioner who wants to learn this, or somebody who's a massage therapist or something like that, 
under the scope of their own practice will tailor that to again towards that because you can't go oh by the way you have this this is what i'm seeing you can't really do that so it's just really kind of tailoring it to the individual but yeah that's what i've been doing and uh, yeah it's been fantastic i would eventually love to have a, a large classroom and do it in a, a larger thing so that's what i'm putting out to the universe but yeah it's yeah it's been a very interesting and fun courses because i just love seeing um, these people's just their eyes light up and they get it. And then they're just off to the races and they're just doing amazing work. So uh, yeah, that's what anything uh, a teacher can ask for is like, you know, you give them the skills and then watch it in your students blossom into these amazing, amazing human beings. I think it's fantastic. I know a lot of people, especially my generation, like I'm 64. So if you go back 40 plus years, we had these feelings and ideas and we had to bury it. It wasn't accepted, right? And I think a lot of people are in that situation where maybe they're the only one in their family that is having these experiences. So to connect with someone like yourself, it helps them to feel and realize that they're not alone. Yeah, and that's what I'm getting right now is what I'm getting is from the podcast and you'll probably get this too as well is I've got a lot of DMs over the last little while about the podcast because I cover a variety of topics like we we talk about right now. And um, so many people are really alone in their healing journeys. And it's really amazing. To, it's it's kind of heartbreaking in some ways, but part of you know doing a podcast is to create some information for people and a resource for people to go to. So let's say, for example, you're in an office space and nobody's doing any spiritual work or nobody's doing any internal work and you feel isolated and you want to talk about like psychic mediumship or you want to talk about Reiki or whatever the topic is, but something that's sparking, but you can't talk to your coworkers, your families think you're crazy. So it just gives them a, a space to do that. And it's been really amazing at the same time. It's just having that information. So, you know, people can do it, but yeah, it's, it can be very, very lonely on this journey. And especially if you're the only person, and it usually is, it, it starts with one person in the family, and then you usually get ostracized for doing this work and like, oh, there's Mr. Reiki master coming in. Yeah. So your family's, exactly. you know, your family, your family's shaming you, your neighbors, people start thinking it, but you know what, that's part of, you know, being the spiritual warrior, and you know, is you kind of have this life path that sometimes is, but if you get connected to a community and it's really about developing and getting attached to a community that supports you in, in that type of way. So, which is really important. For a start, it's great to connect online. I just, and we all know what we've come through in the last four years. So in the last month, I have made the effort to go and it's like an hour drive for me to go one way, but I get with a group of people. There was like 20, 20 of them there on Monday night, all like-minded. And you know, for me, there's nothing like being in a group of people to share the energy, to share the smiles, to share a tea. That's what really motivates me. Yeah. I, yeah. It's just, you know, there's always these little pockets of communities that are around you. And, you know, a lot of them now are online. So you're not as isolated as you think. I mean, you just go on the computer and type something up. If you want to look for a certain community, there a certain interest or a certain passion um, that you can find. Uh, it's just, it makes it less lonely. Um, and then also connecting to online courses too, as well, that have an open form. So if you want to do that, you get to meet like-minded people too, develop some new skills, you know, uh, whether it's like a mediumship or, uh, you know, soul writing or whatever, whatever, you know, 
floats your boat that you just find something interesting, you know, and, uh, you know, those are always great ways of connecting to as well. You just have, takes the will, eh? You just have to decide, I want to do it and do it and get out of your comfort zone. It's not easy. Um, people go say to me all the time, oh, you do this. You've made all these posts. It's easy for you. I'm a very shy guy. It takes a lot of effort for me to make. I put myself out there, but that inner voice in me says, this is what I have to do, right? I have, I have to try and inspire people to think differently. Yeah, I think that's one of the things is, is to break out of our comfort level um, because it's just a safety thing. You're just trying to feel safe and, you know, try not to get exposed because when you expose your rawness on that, um, you know, you're, you put a target on your back and people are just, unfortunately people out there, you know, are, they love those targets because their, their own self is really miserable too. And uh, it's uh, it can be very, uh, very difficult, but you know, once you get past the fear it's, it's really nothing, but it's just practice. You know, it's just practice doing the first one. Oh, the first one's always the hardest and you're never going to get it right. I mean, we've all made mistakes. I mean, I've made a bajillion. It just, you just keep moving. Right. You just, I always say, just screw it. I don't give a shit what anybody else thinks. And, uh, especially now, yeah, you just, you just can't, you just got to keep moving forward and you got to do you. And, um, and that's, that's a a lovely thing is to find the, the truest expression of yourself. It can be so liberating. And and in this day and age where everything's going for artificial intelligence, you don't even know if someone's making their own videos anymore. So if I edit, the only thing I do is cut out some dead air at the beginning or the end. If I, you know, mispronounce a word or whatever, I don't care. I'm human. And I want people to know I'm human. I'm duplicatable. There's strength in that, you know, to know that we're all the same. Yeah. Yeah, I fully understand that. Yeah. And that's one thing I, I loved about the freedom of doing work like this, because working in television, um, you always had to be perfect, bang on, uh, you know, is oh, you had to say this, or it's either stop, start again, no, do it this other way. And you always have somebody else telling you what to do. And I freaking hated that. The thought about somebody telling me what to do anymore. Uh, it just drives me absolutely batshit crazy. And that's why I never really managed to work in the corporate industry. I'm just telling me, you know, you got to do this. You're not doing this. It's just constant bombardment. But yeah, it's very liberating. Um, and, and just it's part of my own, develop my own uh, confidence too as well. Like um, right now, if people are listening or watching the video, you know, I, I, I'm constantly talking right now. I mean, I didn't have a voice uh, six months ago to almost a year. So uh it's been very difficult, but I still, I still use my voice has changed uh, how I speak and everything else. It's been very difficult, but you know what, you just got to say, screw it. And uh, just kind of move forward on that. And, you know, uh, it's liberating. And once you find that voice, it can be very, very helpful. Here's a question. Mm -hmm. In what you do, has it ever been applied to animals? Uh, oh, 100%. Yeah, it certainly has been applied to animals. Yeah, I, I've interviewed a lot of animal communicators. I personally don't communicate to animals. Um, but yeah, I've known so many animal communicators and doing so many amazing stuff. Because yeah, if you look at animals in itself, they just their language is different. They don't have a vocal cords. I mean, they do have a vocal cords, but they don't have a, a speech like we do. So it's harder for us to communicate. And they're on the level of energy and frequency and feelings. And they they're just like energetic sponges. They they're so much attuned with the energy 
And so people just use that and they can sense and feel what's going on with that. And even on a, tele, a telepathic, as they tell me, that they can communicate to as well what's happening. Because there's no language that you know we have between human and animal. It's more of a, a feeling and the energetic thing. And they're always responding to our energies and what's happening. And uh, yeah, there's just so many amazing people out there that do uh, animal communication. What's coming up, Michael? Anything in the future, the near future? Are classes starting or what's in the next month? The next month? Well, it's just finishing off um, some of the podcast recordings because um, I, I was away for a while. So I'm just trying to make up for lost time. Um, classes, I may start back in um, in January. Uh, classes are right now, they're full for now. Uh, so I may be doing that in the new year. I may be looking at doing that. Um, I'm kind of kind of playing it by year. We'll just see what it goes. I might just take some time off. I really hadn't been out of the country or do anything as of recently. Uh, I just kind of need to just, you know, go to a new location, just kind of go within a bit and do some more healing work myself. Um, but yeah, I, I still been doing my reading. So I'm still booking, I'm still taking people for readings. Uh, as yet, so uh, any individuals are out there. Um, but yeah, for the most part, it's just nothing too crazy yet. Uh, it's just the process of just continuing what I was doing prior to uh, to everything. So, but yeah, that's what's kind of going on right now. I seem to remember you're a nature guy. Yeah, I mean that. I, that's what I have. I've been missing to some really in depth nature stuff like that. So um, I may, you know, go up north somewhere and maybe just, you know rent a cottage or do something like that. Or maybe I just, you know, hang out at a beach. I'm craving the, you know, hanging out on a beach thing. So we'll see what happens. I mean, I always play it by ear. Things change. And, uh, but yeah, we'll just kind of, I just play by ear. But yeah, I I'm, I do love being in nature and uh, it's been sorely missed over the last little while. So I need to, when you're a city boy, you're kind of always kind of stuck in there. I mean, but, you know, you know, as, as you know, it takes a couple of hours to get out of you know, suburbia and big city life and to get out there and so like that. So, but uh, yeah, I think I might just, uh, either way. Yeah. We'll figure out something. Go with the flow. Yeah. So that's, what I'll that's do. Kind of hood. Yeah. And, and like, so once this po podcast goes up, it goes on my Spotify platform and you know, it goes out to the others. I'll put it on my YouTube channel. And I'll put it across my social media. So hopefully you're going to get a lot of emails and a lot of people wanting to take your course. Is there anything else you'd like to close with, Michael? Um, no, I just want to say, you know, thank you very much for having me on your show. It's uh, for the most part, I I do I do a few podcasts, but for the most part, I'm usually the one interviewing people. So um, it's been uh, it's always nice to kind of just kind of showcase myself. So I really appreciate you having me on to kind of uh, talk about some of my philosophies, what I do, which is really, really nice. Uh, and uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see if we get a few more extra emails that my way, a few more extra clients is always beneficial. I'm always grateful for that. And uh, yeah, and even if uh, you, they want to listen to the podcast too, they can do that too as well. Between the two of us, there's a lot of great information on your platform and my platform too as well. And I know you have a lot of videos on Instagram. I think, are you still on TikTok too? You're doing a lot of TikTok videos? not like i used to not because yeah. it's just a they, they restrict who can see your content the best platform right now is youtube for me yeah all right well either way so i mean the main thing is, is uh, just um 
if I can just leave with everybody, just, you know, start doing your inner work. Um, and then just be kind to yourself. I think that's one of the things I can just, you know, say just briefly, just be kind to yourself. You know, um, you're an amazing human being, you know, whether you think you are or not, you know, take some time to look in the mirror, give yourself a little bit of self love and start just, you know, doing some inner work and, and just be grateful to the things that you do have. And just the more you uh, love yourself is the it's easier to love others too as well and uh, that's kind of like my little stick for the last last little bit of the uh, podcast there you go my guest today has been michael philpot look for his information on the post when i put this up and thank you everyone this has been the time is now time is now podcast everyone have a fantastic day and we look forward to sharing with you again in the future.